Okay. We're entering this podcast, entering it straight off the rip. No Ripping off the left. Band-Aid. This is the ADF Podcast, Episode 8. Player this week was CMC. CMC, um, I have his stats. No, I don't. I just deleted it. Gosh dang CMC it. had 106 yards on the ground with three touchdowns, 71 in the air and another touchdown. I think it was roughly 48 fantasy points in a normal PPR. And the Niners ultimately got the win over the Cardinals, 35-16. to 16. He was absolutely dominant this week. He was a balling this week. He was so good, he made Debo Samuel only have um, .6 fantasy points. It was absolutely ridiculous to watch him just go out there, all guns a-blazing all over the Cardinals, who actually beat the Cowboys. Cowboys the week before. So, kudos to, kudos to the Niners, I will say. Puka Palooza update. This past week was his best week as an NFL player. 163 yep. yards receiving and caught the winning touchdown in overtime against the Colts. This year so far, he's has 501 yards uh, receiving, one touchdown and four rushing yards. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this offense because Cooper Cup is projected to come off IR this week. So what do you think? We won't speculate a lot, but what do you think will happen? Uh, Cooper Cup coming off a slight injury. Um, I think Puka still is going to stay number one. Why switch something that's not broken? Why try and rush Cooper Cup's uh, recovery when you have Puka who's balling out, finally found the end zone, and he's putting up, what, 12.8 yards a carry or a reception, excuse me? Ball out with Puka until until Cup is fully healthy, and then you got a two-headed snake there. Yeah, I think it was absolutely nuts. One thing I do want to add about the Rams last week when I was raving about Ronnie Rivers, yeah, he even touched the ball. But this week he actually did. I believe he had oh, a couple carries and I know a couple receptions. So the Ronnie Rivers train is slowly building hype. No, Kyron Williams had two rushing touchdowns, I believe. Kyron Williams had a game. He did, but Ronnie Rivers is had a couple carries. So there's can I, hope that Ronnie Rivers can... One off. quick thing about Puka Nakua. He's born May 29th, 2001. So I am, what, three weeks older than him? That's rough. Wow. Yeah, that's sad. That's tough. I think we should anyway, move on. <laughs> let's move on. Primetime picks of the week. First up, Shay, Bears at Commies. Bears at the Commanders. Ugh. You know, uh, <laughs> ooh, Thursday night football. I'm going to take the Bears get their first win. They're due up. Uh, Commanders had well to have game against the Birds last weekend. Uh, they they can't survive on a short week. Bears, plenty of rest. They've, fields look amazing. And I think this is where the Bears finally get their first win f- since a year ago. Yeah, this one's really hard for me to say. I do I do think the commanders are going to come away with this one. Uh, I think the offense under Eric the Enemy has really stepped up uh, this year. Obviously, they came back against Denver. Obviously, Denver's not good, but they came back against them two weeks ago. They got the Eagles, who are arguably the best team in the NFC, to overtime. So I say the Commanders are going to win comfortably against the Bears, who are just sputtering and hoping to get Caleb Williams. I just saw a thing about Caleb Williams that they brought it up. He said he'd make more money not going into the NFL, so he's going to hold out. Yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it. I agree, too. When you're the projected first-round overpick, you know. Anyways, um... The Sunday night game is the Cowgirls at the 49ers. Brock Purdy's extending his lead. Um, He's going to take this one away from the Cowboys. Their defense is still beaten up. They did pretty good against the Patriots, who needed to bench Zach – or Zach. Who needed to bench Mac Jones uh, halfway through the game. They – and, I mean, the Patriots took a whole bunch of hits on defense anyway, so – uh, Niners at home being prime time. Niners are stealing this one away by a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, this is a matchup that we could see in the NFC Championship game if something happens to the Eagles, which I don't think will happen, but could potentially see this matchup. The Niners ultimately win this. Uh, no one can stop again. CMC's on fire. Debo has his games. Ayuk, I believe, had over 150 receiving yards this week. 
I actually saw someone saying, I don't know if it was an analyst or just someone making a list, but they had Brock Purdy as the number five quarterback in the entire league. Uh, yeah, I say Niners win this easily. I think that we're going to see uh, true uh, – True uh, peak performance from Dak by throwing three picks this game. Oh my gosh, I love you for saying that. Dak Dak is going to be finally starting to turn over the ball. I Maybe we'll get that. to see Trey Lance. Oh God, against his former team, that would be <gasps> that would be so good. Last game Monday night, Packers at Raiders. Uh, this one's a toss up for me. This one is hard. This one, I think I'm just going to trust my gut by saying because they're home. Obviously, actually, before I say that, it's going to depend on the status of Jimmy G if he's clear from concussion protocol. Even though, who's the rookie? Uh, Aiden O'Connell, I believe is his name. He put up a fight against the Chargers, uh, but ultimately did come up short. Uh, actually, I'm going to change my opinion. I'm taking the Packers in this one. I think Jordan Love's going to go out there. and I just, with the quarterback in question with the Raiders, the healthiness, a lot of people I feel on the Raiders have gotten concussed this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Packers. Ooh, we're going to differ again. We're, we're going to differ. Ain't O'Connell, I loved how he played. I actually did watch a, a decent amount of Aiden uh, O'Connell highlights for some reason because at first when I was watching it, I was like, why is Derek Carr back on the team? Couldn't tell. <laughs> Same number and everything. And I was very confused. But Aiden O'Connell, I mean – 238 for 24 out of 39. Um, his number one rusher and receiver both was Josh Jacobs. So he's clearly he's he's marking uh, marching on on his way back to being in this season after underwhelming three week performances. Uh, Devontae Adams definitely got involved, but they were also involving the other guys like Jacoby Myers and Amir Abdullah, Hunter Renfro. Everyone was getting a piece of that. It was a, it was a blood. It was not a bloodbath, but it was, it was a tooth and nail fight between Raiders and Chargers. I know the Raiders are away again, but I think they're gonna, they're gonna get this W. And if Jimmy G does get to come back, that's gonna help them a lot. Yeah, that one I think is gonna be the one I have the most toss up with this week. But enough football. Episode eight. It is officially. Red October, so we figured we'd sit down. This is pre-recorded, so some of the stuff that's mentioned might be old. It's absolutely a little old. But, yeah, uh, the magical run is back. Last year was a journey and a half. It's officially the best time of the year. Uh, What do you want to say about it before we introduce the baseball half of this pod? Man. I probably added 162 probably saw 150 every, like all nine innings and I've never been more excited uh, I'm so excited for uh I guess uh the game tonight um god you really threw me through a loop um Wheeler Nola for the first two games um I really expect Wheeler to ball out Nola pfft, He's been doing very well at the end of the season, but he's just been rocky. But I high expectations from this team. I like I like where we're sitting at in the playoffs. Love having the home advantage for the um, Super Wild Card, whatever it's called now. And yeah, I think we're gonna take down the Marlins. Yeah, before we hop into, it, I just want to say they better be ready for the four hours of hell. Oh yeah, absolutely. I forgot about four hours of hell. Wheeler on the bump. Uh, expect the win. I'm just super pumped to see what this team can do because we added some firepower. But I guess I guess this will wrap up this. We'll take a short little break until I figure out the other recording and we'll get that synced up and hope you enjoy the Red October episode. Oh. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the ADF Podcast. Now, today... We are doing something a little different. As you know, we are slowly transitioning to Red October. So we figured, what's a better idea than doing a Philly special? Now you think of Nick Foles, but the Philly special for us, we're going to be diving into the Phillies. So Shay, do you have any words before we hop into this adventure? We're just going to be probably 
a pretty interesting adventure. We're going to go about how we would set up the Phillies, what we would do within the organization, and just overall what we would do as the team. So, any thoughts? My first thought is, anything that we have predicted or say here and then is actually used in-game or in the series, any of the series, is just remarkable. Just how intelligent we are with this type of stuff in baseball. And I would say that what really made us think of this idea is way back in the season, we called up this kid from Lehigh Valley named Weston Wilson. And for three days straight, I've been texting Shay that he's going to go yard on his first at bat. And first game, he didn't play. Second game got delayed. And the third game, he got his chance, I believe it was. And he went yard his first at bat. The only unfortunate part is there is a TikTok made about this. But the only unfortunate part about Weston Wilson going the yard, third Philly or sixth Philly ever hit a home run. Either way, one of the only Phillies to ever hit a home run at their first at bat was overshadowed because Michael Lorenzen hit a no hitter or had a no hitter that game. He's a 14th pitcher in Philly's history throwing that no hitter. Now, hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, maybe we'll see the 15th two in one year. Oh, yeah. Do we discuss when this comes out or when we made this? For reference, we made this quite in advance, so some, it might be old, but let's hop right into it. All right. So first on the list, I think um, how we're going to approach this is number one, again, he could turn it around now when this episode's out, but as of the day of recording, Aaron Nola. Oh, what do we do with him at the organization? Obviously, he's the, I'll quote this, ace in the bullpen that they say. In theory, he's our ace. And when he's pitching lights out, he is phenomenal. This guy, I, I get it. He leads the lead, the NL in, I think it's overall home runs. And it might honestly also be solo home runs as of right now. But when he has his bad days, he's garbage. Get him off the field. But when he has his good days, like yesterday, he did phenomenal. If he's having one of those good days at the beginning of the playoffs and keeps having them in the playoffs, you got to throw him in the starting three. I say he's an interesting one to me. Obviously, last year, uh, he was the ace throughout the playoffs and went Nola Wheeler. Uh, right? It's it did go Nola Wheeler. It's Nola Wheeler. Uh, obviously, we're playing. We're paying uh, Zach Wilson. No, <laughs> Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler. Twenty-four and a half mil a year. Um, but for him to really be overshadowed by Nola is pretty remarkable. Nola was lights out last year, and this year, even from his first start against the Rangers, the very first game of the year. It just seemed off. It almost seemed like the pitch clock really affected it. He's a very... It, that is a good point. The pitch clock, it's not his best friend. He's a very slower pitcher on the mound. And you would think as his contract's up this year, he'd be wanting to deal it out. And he has just not been able to... He's At the beginning, he wasn't doing too shabby. But in the thick of it, it's it's been rough. It's just an expected... You're going to hit a home run off of NOLA, any team. Most teams have. And, I mean, I don't know what. I just lost it. It was something about Aaron NOLA. He's definitely not the starter in the playoffs. Oh, I thought of it. All right. What I was going to say, going into a contract year, there you go. obviously he would want to perform better, and sadly he's just not. But it's good for the Phils... Um, you might be able to snag him for cheaper, but it's like, okay, if we snag him for the 110 for four years or whatever it is that I texted you that I saw, that he's projected to get from the Phillies, it's we need to worry about other teams because if other teams are going to pay him based off of last year, it's like we saw this guy this year. Do we give him that money? Good point. Uh, and I don't know what to do. Looking, uh, we'd be hurting without him. We'd be we'd, at a five-man rotation. Yeah, because currently we have six. But yeah. that also includes bringing back Lorenzen, who's having a career year. Yes. 
And Lorenzen, I think, is going to be pretty expensive, and he's old. Lorenzen is... I think... I think he's a year older than Nola. Is Nola 30? I think Lorenzen... Nola is either 29 or 30. Lorenzen is 31, yeah. so that would So he's a year or two older. Now, obviously... Still a couple years left. We saw the Grung, that huge, massive deal from the Rangers last year. And Scherzer's still making bank, and so is oh, yeah. Verlander. So it's still out there for Lorenzen. His longevity could be the same. But it's just, if I... To this day, as of, what's today, August 26th? Yes. Rest in peace, Bob Barker. To August 26th, I would rather pay Lorenzen over Nola if I had to pick one. Obviously, ideal would be to get, try to get Lorenzen and Nola. But if I had to get one, I would probably say prioritize Lorenzen. If Nola comes around, he comes around. Yeah, if he if Nola were to start, I'm not saying he's just the starter, like game one starter. If he were to start in the playoffs and be lights out, he makes a really good argument against Lorenzen because. Mm, would Lorenzen be a starter? That's a good question. Either way, if Nola was lights out in the playoffs and Lorenzen keeps pitching, he's doing pretty good. He's gone down a little, but that doesn't mean Jack. He's making an argument for himself. Age is just a year difference or two. But money-wise, would it be cheaper to sign Lorenzen? I think Lorenzen would be... A- Cheaper deal, just because I think it would come down to the length would be yeah. cheaper. Lo- That's yeah. why. Uh, I don't know. It's so you would be, be scram not scrambling, but you would be looking for a pitcher sooner than Nola. If we were to re-sign Nola. If we were to let Nola walk, we need someone else. Yeah. As well as Lorenzen. Where if we re-sign Nola, I feel like we'd be fine without Lorenzen. with just Nola. But we got Andy Painter coming That's back true. in, in 2025. 2025. <laughs> so if <laughs> hey, I mean, does does next year count as one of his years on the contract? Who Andrew Painter? Oh, probably a hundred percent. Oh man, we just lost an entire year. I don't know how it works, but I mean, hey, either way, if all goes bad, we just bring up another person from Lehigh. You as a Mike Bailey Falter. Oh, good point. Rotation now. Obviously, as of now, we're rocking the six-man rotation of Nola, Wheeler, Walker, Suarez, and Sanchez, and Lorenzen. Suarez, at this point in time, is injured. Hurt. Uh, what I would like to do with this rotation for the playoffs is chop it down to five. There we go. Ranger, I would love to see him do the Zach Eflin role of last year. Put him back in the pen? Throw him in the pen, close him, bring in the high leverage situations. If he has to pitch more than a couple innings, let him go because he's the starting pitcher. Obviously, he got the save last year to send yep. us to the series. And Eflin did pretty pretty darn well in at, in his pen position. And Eflin's been doing fantastic for the race, too. I just want to shout out the boy. <laughs> Wasn't he hurt? He was hurt, but he's still doing phenomenal. <laughs> uh, most highest paid Ray ever, correct? Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for like free agency signing. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I would like to see that. I would like it to go. I would say Wheeler, Walker, Nola, Lorenzen, and you Sanchez as a type of opener and rely on the pen that game, kind of like how last year how we had Thor start those couple, but we also. Have Thor come out of the pen. Yes. Especially if Sanchez opens for three and it's game five of a series. No, game four, excuse me. And we're already up that many and we could afford a loss, if that makes sense. Hopefully not a loss, but we can afford another day of resting the other guys. And overall, Sanchez had a good year. Oh, yeah. Sanchez has been doing fine. The only issues why he has losses is because Tomper never gave him an offense. Never gave, yeah. And and uh, Sanchez is only defense. He can't score himself unless he's batting. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why the only reason why Sanchez's win-loss is so bad because he was working with freaking scrubs the whole time. Yeah. 
looking ultimately, I would like the idea of using Sanchez in that sort of opener role. Like it's such a good idea. You can go two to four innings. If you get that, you're good. But also, we have Matt Strom sitting there. If you need the sixth rotation, like sixth man in the rotation, like how we had Bailey Falter pitch against, was it, how, how do we had him pitch against Mike Clevenger? We had Matt Strom in the pen. Yeah, we did. We could start Matt Strom, Mr. Card Guy Matt Strom. <laughs> yeah, he is a big card big guy. Big card guy. So, yeah, I think I think that's how we should go. And I think for the bullpen, I think the bullpen saw the only thing as of right now that I'm really worried about is Dominguez. I hope he picks up. Yep. Well, the thing about playoffs is you do get more guys added to your roster. And it's a different ball. And it's a – yeah, absolutely. So, Dominguez, if he's not pitching well, you just don't pitch him, and hopefully another guy has a breakout inning, at least. The inning you would use Dominguez in. Like, the high leverage with, you would assume, is Dominguez, Alvarado. Soto. I would say Greg Soto. Obviously, Kimbrell's the closer. He's going to be the closer. And I would even say, based on our plan, it would be Ranger. It would be Ranger. looking at that, that's two lefties. Alvarado's a lefty. Rangers a lefty. That's two lefties. Dominguez is right handed. Yeah, Soto's right handed. No, Soto's left. Oh, that's no, three lefties. Yeah, it's three one lefties. righty. So, like, I wouldn't. And Dominguez, that's a lot of pressure on Dominguez. Now, looking at the other options, really, in the pen around that time, you have Jeff Hoffman. He's going to be the pen to eat innings. Dylan Covey, if he makes it that far on God. the team. Just the fact that we brought him at the beginning of the year thinking he's going to be answered our fifth man rotation. He was going to be our starting pitcher. Was it? Didn't he? He spent a little bit of time in the minors, didn't he? he no, we signed him, we oh, signed no, him directly we off of waivers from L.A. without a minor league option. Oh, Britton Covey. Worst part is, is Dylan Covey played pretty good his first game. I'm like, we might have a fifth starter. <laughs> I, re- wait, I remember he this. He got absolutely yeah, killed. He got murdered. I remember that. And now he's just brought in the e- innings, which, again, you need those pitchers, and that's completely okay. You're still making more than us. That's absolutely Better true. baseball player than me. Yep. That's a story for a different day. We're not going to my baseball. Oh, your participation ribbons. But then <laughs> we have Strong coming out of the pen. Strong guy. Uh, we have Bilotti Brogdon, uh, Marte, Luis F. Ortiz. But all those guys... Wasn't really, Marte option down? I say they've all been bouncing yeah, up they've and been, down all yeah. year. So that's why I just included all four. Because we don't know. We're talking... Who's coming up and who's... Yeah. yeah. You could, uh, also, injury is a very unpredictable thing. And as of right now, there's about a month left of baseball. McKinley Moore even pitched this year. I forgot. God, I forgot about that, too. What I mean, for, for pitching, based off of last year's... Rotation and bullpen, I think we're significantly better. Um, would I say that that necessarily hurt us last year? I would say no. I don't know what hurt us last year. I think it's just the fact that we were going in. The Astros were a pretty good team. They the they were, were built up. The, they were good. They were just lights out. They came to perform. And we came to perform, but, you know, it's just at the end of the day, we were the sixth seed. There's a reason why we lost. We weren't even supposed to be there. We weren't supposed to be there. We won game one by the skin of our teeth. Lost game two. Fair. Go to Citizens Bank. Game overhyped. We set earthquakes. We overbatted. Then game three, four, and five. We just fell downhill. Well, game three. No, excuse me. Game so after four. After the earthquakes, we game, had a no hitter. Game four us. was a no hitter. So, after a no-hitter, how do you recover game five? You don't. That's why we lost. And then, all they have to do is win one at home. It was bound. It was just It was just a stretch for us to win. And honestly, it came down to just Alvarez being one of the best sluggers in the league he is. Yep. He's a left-handed guy. It calls for lefty on lefty. Tomper brings in the best lefty in that time in the league in Jose Alvarado and he just hits one dead center. It yeah. just happens. It's baseball. That is baseball. People, not that they get lucky, they just hit. But Tomper did right. He had a, it called for Absolutely. Alvarado was the, one of the, he was lights out. That's yeah. why we signed him. Yeah, absolutely. But this year it's different. 
I think the pitching is significantly better, and I really think... Oh, absolutely. I really think if they get going, obviously the bats are clicking now. The pitching is... I, I was going to say, I think the bats even are better. We'll get into that. We'll get into the bats. But the pitching is mixing. They're slowly getting there. I think they just need to really get... It's hard to even say they're timing down, because we're talking about... We're going game 100 and probably 20-something by now. Yeah. But they'll figure it out. Postseason's a different ball game. Nikki Sticks said the said it the best last year. We only had to win two more games. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Reese. I it think was it was Nikki Sticks or Reese. One of the two. Two of our I was almost said legends. Two of our great guys, not legends. Two of the ADF baseball Hall of Famers. Uh, honestly, they are the first two in. <laughs> Just with Nikki sticks with the you know shirt pull with the no mic after the dive and catching the yep. Hudson's bat spike. Since we're talking so much about the, the batters, the bats, let's just switch it over to the bats. Can I? I have one of the most outrageous things I just thought of. Oh gosh, we paid him an absorbent amount of money, and he is on a contract year. I say for a couple games, give Turner a break, send down. Somebody, I don't care who, let Scotty Jetpacks get in a couple games. Get a ring. How phenomenal of a story would that be for Scott Kingery? Okay, but who are we releasing to make room for on the 40? We, we don't have to release anybody. Send no, down... Don't. He's not on the 40. Sugar. He, we have to, we have to release. We have to release or trade. Goodbye, Rodolfo. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I saw Scott King hit a grand slam, so I'm not fully... So, so the thing about Rodolfo, I think we both agree. What is he doing? Like, there. I say the reason why there was that long pause is because we don't really know what to say about the guy. The guy at the beginning of the season got suspended for having a phone in his pocket in an MLB game. Not on the Phillies, of course. No, on the as a as a Pittsburgh yeah. Pirate, Tomper wouldn't put up with that. No, I don't know. I mean, Rodolfo, his biggest uh, caveat, not caveat, his biggest eye candy, is switch hitting. He's a switching. Has he switched hit for us at all? Hey, hit right handed tonight. Tonight. Yeah. When we were up one to twelve. Yeah. So he was just messing around. <laughs> He yeah, didn't struck need, out. Yeah, he struck out. He didn't need to do that. Hey, it's better than Josh Harrison. <sighs> Who gets a ring, by the way? He would get a ring. God dang it. Good point. But no. I just needed to throw that Scotty Jetpacks overall story about being a Philly. Because we're not sending him back. No shot. So might as well give him a ring at it. The reason, or a chance, a chance to get a ring. The reason why I like this is we're heading down the Lehigh Valley path, and you already know I'm going to bring up my boy Weston Wilson. It was kind of a lob for you. Weston Wilson eats pitches. Absolutely, pitch monster. And like I, you know, Cookie Monster, how he eats. Cookies. Yeah, he's the pitch pitch monster. monster. And I remember around the deadline of us calling the trade for a certain right-handed power hitter, as on Cody Bellinger. And obviously Juan Soto is left-handed, but we're we're looking Tommy, uh, Tommy, Tommy Fam. We're throwing an idea, right-handed power Soto guy. Was thrown first in there. at bat. Wilson hits a home run. Okay, he only other gets another single, but he has five walks and one strikeout in eight at bats. Eight at bats. I guesstimated eight at bats. And he eats. He just eats pitches. He reminds me of Bryson Stott. Oh yeah, absolutely. because Stott. He would can have a nine pitch at bat. Oh, absolutely, and that's devastating to a pitcher's arm. If you waste almost ten pitches on one, on one guy, that's just about to walk. That's about a tenth of your pitches that you throw just to walk, just to walk them. Yeah, exactly. And then just have that guy stand on first instead okay, of an out. He's hitting nine. Who's up? Yeah, it's Schwarber. Schwarber. <laughs> Which we'll get into how our lineup, sh- how we would switch the lineup lineups, but. As of Tomper, Schwarber would be up. You'd bring up the top. You'd go Schwarber Turner. So it's like, okay, you have one out. You just walk west. Yeah, you're running into a You're either gauntlet. striking out Schwarber, Schwarber's hitting into a double play, or he's going yard. Yep. It's a two-run shot. Yep. And if at you, that point, you're going to be down at least 15 pitches. Yep. On your whole game. So if you throw, say, 100 pitches, 
you're you're down over a tenth. Not a, math is hard. You're down a fifteenth of your pitches out of a hundred. So and I that's would, only two outs. I would say West can go in there with four at bats in the game and easily eat twenty eight pitches. Yeah, that's, that's a qu- that bad. that's over a quarter of your pitches. Exactly. For walks, potentially. Exactly. For for probably let's say half of them are walks. Exactly. Two of those at bats are walks. Right handed power hitter as we saw in the first at bat. I want him on he went in the worst way. Center field, center left ish. Left center. Same thing. I want him up in the worst way. And the reason why yourself is my person that's getting sacrificed is Jay Cave. Why is Jay Cave on our roster oh. playing first base when West can play anywhere in the infield and outfield. in the outfield? But Jay Cave's left handed. We want right handed hitting. West is down. We are in a weird situation where we are dominated by left handers. Very dominated. So another right hitter wouldn't be bad. You know what I mean? We could have. West Wilson in Balmer's right-handed. Yes, Balmer's right-handed. Rojas. Rojas is right-handed. Edmundo. Well, he doesn't start. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to think of the one. JT. JT Turner. Yeah, Turner. I can't believe and about Turner. Sticks. Yeah. But everyone else is left-handed. Yeah. Or a switch hitter, which he should Which be. is only when dual throw. He's the yeah. only, only, le- switch only switch on the team. We... To win a game, you should try to get your that other starting pitcher out. Yeah. So with a monster like Wes Wilson, would he bat eight? Where did he bat before? Because Rojas definitely didn't leave nine. Yeah, it he was eight nine. I think the one game Rojas didn't play, so, oh, so he, he bat was nine. nine. Either way, but eight nine. Yeah. Two two eaters at the end. No, not two eaters. But an eater at the end, then you have Stott eating in the middle. You have Rojas' speed at the end. Exactly. You would be you would be driving up the pitch count in two innings by at least thirty. Yeah. And then maybe the front of the lineup sucks and just gives them like ten, fifteen. Yeah. You'd be starting you would be pulling your starting pitcher by Somewhere in the six, relying on four pen guys, if your pen guys can go only one inning. When our starting guys are going seven, eight recently, those numbers are just phenomenal. So you're right. Why waste time on Jake Cave? He can hit a dinger once in a while, but you never gave Weston Wilson enough time to hit a dinger once in a while. Yeah, he got the one, and that was it. Plus, what a superhero name, Weston Wilson. Number 37 trotting around. <laughs> the issue is he wears 37. Holding it. Not aesthetically pleasing. I'm sorry. Wow. It's really too killing odd numbers. Herrera's number like that. <laughs> sorry, Herrera, if you're listening. Running around holding the I love you sign up to the bullpen. <laughs> Which now, I'm not even kidding you. Just random times in the day, I'll just... Just, oh, just, oh. He's throwing up the I love you sign. Trotting around. No, you can't see it. Where else are we on this list? Let, let's... Let me talk about this. Beginning of the season, I placed a little 10 cent bet on Nick Castellanos being NL MVP. Obviously, that's not living up to standards. But how about what a bounce back season for Nicky Sticks in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform? He has a comeback and a half because last year he struggled being a Philly. He was hit when he hit bombs, he hit bombs. I'll give it that him. But he's kind of just last season, excuse me. Was just hitter, very miss, barely hit. This year, he's doing the little stuff too. He's getting singles and doubles. He's obviously slamming it out of the park. What you looking up? I'm trying to see how many home runs he hit last year because I believe I want to say it was not. It was maybe I like say it was twelve. I I was gonna say thirteen, fourteen, maybe could be twelve. He hit. 13 last year. What's he at now? Tonight he hit his 22nd on August 26th. Almost. He's getting close to doubled. And we're not even done August. No. We still have all September and one day in June. 
he has one more hit than he did the entire season last year. In June or August 26th. Good for him. He has a few more doubles, he is, obviously he has more home runs. Turned it around so much that he's a month ahead of where he a month and a half ahead of where he was last season. Seventeen more RBIs. That's huge. That is huge. That is very huge. Um obviously don't know why I've been saying it since the beginning of the season that he was gonna do it. I remember in spring training, him watching him hit the sticks. first home run of the season, being like, "He did." Hit he the just first. sat on that ball. It went to right. He sat on it. Yep. K Long fixed him, and I knew it was going to be a good year, um, just because for him to do what he did with the Reds and you sign him to that big deal, he's going to do it. And it, Philly's not a normal team. The yeah. environment Weird. is very like, Different okay, breed. you're either going to be good. But I still hate you, <laughs> or you're gonna suck, and yep. I'm gonna hate you more. Exactly. So I think he's adjusted now. Going off that Trey Turner, what I do you think he's gonna do? Gonna next slam year? into Trey Turner after this. The standing ovation didn't work for the first game. Sadly, he struck out on that first pitch. I believe he like maybe got a double, then struck out again. Second game of the standing ovation, another failure. The third and beyond has been phenomenal. I believe he was hitting uh, 338. He was hitting 338 since the ovation. Which has been 20 days. Before the ovation, he was hitting around 235, 236, I believe. So he's averaged out to 25, which is good. But 338 in 20 days is phenomenal. And he's been putting it out of park. He hasn't just been hitting those singles or doubles recently. And he has tied the steal record in a single season without being thrown out. Chase Utley's record at 23 bases, and he's one away without being caught to break the entire record. Which I think obviously we expected with him being just oh, so lightning fast. fast. Like, like, lightning McQueen fast. Oh, ka-chow. <laughs> yes. But... For him to be doing that, that's so really impressive. Uh, Without I think, getting caught. I think he's running this high, and he's he's driving it forward. And I think it's going to really carry over into Red October. I think he's going to be one of those people, not everyone forgot about, but slept on. And he's going to really make him regret it. He's going to world classic the playoffs, hopefully. I would love to see that. Uh I can even say this. I remember being in May in the stands and watching Edmundo <laughs> playing. We're up in the nosebleed chanting, who's Trey Turner? Because Edmundo had a game defensively. He did have a game. Well, that was Trey Turner's first game that he became a baby and needed off. But, and I was chanting, who's Trey Turner? From the 400 section. But that's also... Him being this narrative is not really being the L.A. Dodger. Like, he's really... Like, he decreased this year mm-hmm. in numbers and bats, obviously getting out a lot, striking out a lot. He loves trying to hit those low sliders, low low pitches in the zone. That, To be honest, I don't even think I would swing at it. No. But I would. I would say wiffle ball. No, that's <laughs> your pitch. Ball out of zone. You're the Trey Turner. Oh, stop. But I really think that going, like, obviously we know how good he is, but it's like, okay. When he comes up the bat, you're not going to really contemplate intentionally walking him like Bryce. Exactly. Bryce comes up, you're like, okay, depending on the situation of the game, walking him might be the best because you don't want him to swing the bat. Oh, intentionally walking also leads to the double play. Where Trey, it's like those two, that team not doing that, I think is going to benefit him. I really, uh, again, I hope, I would love to see him hit a walk off grand slam Mm. in the series. But he wouldn't be my MVP in the series because as we get. Further along in this pod, we'll explain who I would love to see. I was actually going to jump to that player, but we can talk about Bomer. Yeah, Alec Bomer having a nice leap year. Uh, he went from hating this place to absolutely loving it in one season and then continuously loving it into the following season. Now, I'm not loving the home run numbers as of currently. He's at 14. What's his RBIs, though? I say... 79 RBIs, though. That's Third the on the team. That's He's been really good at runners in scoring position. Um, a couple walk-offs this year he's hit. Uh, again, like you said, 
from basically wanting out to being in the Padre series making gloves like he's Manny Machado mm. yep. to this year where he's 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 elevated he's elevated every p- part of his playing position playing abilities. Now this year he's been called upon differently by playing first. Yep. Because of Reese's injury. <laughs> Stop. But I think slowly with Harper transitioning back in the first, he's back to third, more comfortable. Going to see that defense improve. Oh, absolutely. Now, I know the corners in the infield probably aren't that much different. No, you just got to think like a mirror. But I think it could impact him. No, absolutely. Never, one get, one yeah. day you're at third, you're throwing a different way, you're you're looking at the, the, the hitter a different way, and then next day you're at first. Obviously, that's just going to mentally mess with you. But a consistency always will improve players. Now, if we're talking about consistent, I'm going to switch to Bryce and stop. Ugh. Who I think should have been an all-star this year. My man, yeah, he should have at least been considered for alternate. Or alternate. Maybe not starting, but the kid has really proven himself. Read out these stats. So, ah, it went dark. <laughs> so, as of August 26th, he has 140 hits. 27 doubles, 2 triples, 13 home runs, 53 RBIs, which is down a little bit, but he's really been coming on. I wouldn't even say it's down. It's lower than what I expected from him based on the amount of time he's been getting on base. It's still more RBIs than last season. Again, yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, 32 walks, 77 strikeouts, 24 stolen bases. Actually leads the team to stolen bases. What? Is more than Trey? He's one more than Trey. He's yeah, but caught, he's been though. caught, though. He's been caught. But Bryson Stott, what a gem do we have just sitting here from last year barely scraping to make the roster, trading Gene Segura, getting rid of Didi to play full-time short, then letting go of Gene to move to second full-time. What a rise. You need to thank one person for Bryson Stott's success. Whoever fired uh, Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> you know who I mean. Jeez, good lord. Who? Oh. I don't know, donor. I guess fired him. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna... <laughs> wait, who got fired? Can I marry you? Joe Girardi? Girardi. Okay. Well, I went back way too far, didn't I? <laughs> Girardi, not Kaplan. <laughs> Anyways, whoever fired him put Tomper in charge, who then Stott hit that walk off. I know. I messed up. Seriously. I, I my brain went back way too far. Tomper kept Stott in instead of pinching to hit that th- three run home run walk off, and ever since then he's slowly been curving up until this point of the season, about like early July, just popped off. This kid has been phenomenal for the Phillies. And as we said before, is a pitch monster. He eats them. The thing is, the best part is, he risks it all. He oh, swings yeah. at the first two pulse. He swings at the first two. He loves being on two strikes. Um, I don't know if this is true now, but at some point in the season, he had the best on pace, uh, on base percentage plus uh, whatever um, on two strikes. Oh, had, I'm not surprised yeah, at no, that at all. He he I, he probably still does. After getting two strikes, he has the best hitting average out of anyone in the league, and no one would have ever thought about that yeah. uh, at two at two strikes. Very underrated player. So glad he's a Phil. We straight up drafted him. He's he's our farm kid too. Talking about him, I think he should be lead off. Uh, I know the Swarbs working let, at top. Let's get into the lead off at the end. Okay. Okay. Well. Because there's there's two different two different lineups we would have yeah. one with one some somebody and one without. B Marsh. Yeah, another part of the little daycare going on. The down wet there. bandits. Obviously, we miss you, Nick Mayton and Matt Beerling. Uh, they were necessary the sacrifices. Yeah, we got Necess- out. Yeah. and Mr. Code Bomb Clemens, who I got to see hit a two run home run for the Phils in May twice. <laughs> and in oh, yeah. August, I saw him hit a two run home run, both in the same place at Lehigh. So, I had good luck seeing it. Actually, he actually hit me a ball, too. So Yeah, he did foul you off a ball. 
But anyway, not code. We're not not really focusing on Code Bomb. Love okay. Code Bomb, but B Marsh. He came in from the Angels, looked raw. K Long fixed his swing. Great center fielder. Great defensively. Absolutely. The issue is now he has a co partner that you can rotate out. I would say we have a trio out in center now, which is you would very say that. concerning. You would say that. Yeah, I know you have a bold take. So before you say that, let's lay the platform. <laughs> B. Marsh obviously brought him from the Angels. We brought e. Rojas up straight from Double A. You were supposed to see him two days before. He, two days before he, he went to go up. see Redding, he got called up. Pache, we traded probably I don't even know. I think a pitcher. I don't remember who exactly. I don't, was. Yeah, I don't but think we traded for the A's. Pache once was the best prospect in the Braves system. Yep, is now a fill. Obviously on the IL. I know you have a very hot take. Playoff time comes. You can only take two center fielders. What do you do? Who do you take? What do you do with your center fielders? You start B. Marsh, and when B. Marsh needs a break, you put in Rojas, and Pache just stays in AAA. (laughs) Pache stays in Lehigh. He's... Listen, if, if the opportunity comes and we get deeper into the playoffs and we have more roster spots... Obviously, you pull him up because God forbid injury happens and it's just Rojas or just March out there. But the rotation out in center field that they're having currently is kind of working for them. They both are are hit, not hitting dingers. I mean, B Marsh is is hitting home runs. Rojas is hitting into the field. He's getting on base. What what matters is getting on base, getting over, and scoring. Both of those players can do that. So B. Marsh has nine home runs, so he is making contact. What I like about your take is B. Marsh is lefty, Rojas is right. Yes. So lefty. You can manipulate the ro- the rotation. Uh, not rotation, the the lineup that way. And it wouldn't be much different. Just no, your eight and nine would be different. Eight and nine. Which, with Stott at the front, wouldn't matter. But it's like, how do you leave Pache out? How do you leave Pache out? We went from having no center fielders, from having Duro Herrera <laughs> as our center fielder. At, last season, we saw him last year at May we did see against the Dodgers. Duro was the starting center fielder, and now we have three very solid center fielders. It hurts. Remember the start of sorry to cut you off. Remember the start of spring training when Mundo was being experimented out there? Yeah, and it was horrible. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. All right, continue. <laughs> it was a horrible idea. It hurts to say it, but Pache might need to take, just just sit down there. He's on injury forever. When, when was he playing? The beginning of July? My take for this, what we do with the center field. I, your take is also good. I just, you I don't know. You keep all three. You bring all three up, and you get rid of Caveman and Rondifro Castro and bring up Wes Wilson. <laughs> yeah, of course you're going Wes Wilson. What, so wait. Uh, yeah. Wes Wilson, Wilson would just stay infield, right? He could play anywhere in the yeah. infield, anywhere in the outfield. Pache, you wrote you Pache Marsh would play right field, uh, left field, depending on when Schwarber's the agent or not. Well, should we get into the whole triad of Schwarber, Harper, and uh, you know who? Yeah, what we were talking about before, because those are the only people left, right? JT's gonna play. JT's a catcher. He's gonna play. He's always going to play. Garrett Stubbs okay, is very, very, very underrated the, as a catcher. The issue about Garrett Stubbs is, right? There is none. No. He walks up to Frank Sinatra. I get that. The issue with Garrett Stubbs is his stats are more skewed than uh, JT's because he plays a, a fraction of the... He plays a fifth of the games. Yeah, he plays a fifth of the games. But Garrett Stubbs... Listen... Garrett Stubbs is the heartbeat of the Philadelphia. I absolutely love Garrett Stubbs. Don't get me wrong, that guy in the in the freaking dugout, just the is, whole massage yes, thing. He's a he's a freaking he's a king. He's an ADF legend. He he goes up in <laughs> in the rafters for us. Uh, yeah, honestly, ADF. We're retired. Twenty one. Twenty one. I know he still play. It's yeah, in the no, rafters. No, it's done. In the rafters. Twenty one. He's our first one up there. Yeah, and we also retired two other people. No, we didn't retire them. They're in the hall. Oh, they're in the hall. We retired Stubbs. We retired Stubbs. 21's retired. Okay. DJ Stubbs, absolutely. It just... (laughs) If JT gets out of his slump, 
if he gets out of his slump, there's no doubt. Like he's, crazy he does. There's no doubt. And if Friday October comes around and his name is called, I really JT think. Real Muto. And that song. Oh. Listen. I think he really, I really think he can come out of that slump. Stubbs is a great alternate. He could be starters, 22 different teams. Derek Stubbs could start for any team. Besides the Phillies. Besides the Phillies. (laughs) That's the issue. I just wanted to give him a shout out. Okay. I think we covered. Appreciate your boy. We covered everyone. Love you, Garrett Stubbs. We covered Turner, covered Nick. Yeah, let's. We're go. about to cover Harper. Go. Let's start Stop. off with your Harper. Lead off with that. Listen, let's do that. Playoffs are around the corner, obviously. So, with the playoffs, we need Harper to stop being a little baby. We need him to play first base constantly. He needs to get in that groove and rhythm, just like how I mentioned with Bomer before. If they stay consistent at the base they're playing. They're going to get in a groove. The bats are already batting. And we're going to be fine. Boehm at third. He's going to do the same thing. He gets in that groove, not having to switch to first. He's going to be fine. Schwarber now can stay out outfield because we'll have hopefully and potentially Reese Hoskins back. To hit, only to hit for DH, and he could potentially just be our DH at eight. <laughs> it is a crazy theory, not yeah, a theory I guess, but it would work. I say we kind of obviously eight is very low for him because there's two, but we both sat down and really looked in the lineup, and it eight makes sense. Absolutely. Because if you go through the lineup with Reese. With Reese, of course. Okay. And we have Stott at first at, at, for eating pitches, right? Or no? Let's go Tomper's route. It's going to be okay. Schwarber. Tomper's route. Schwarber. Turner. Turner. Harper. Harper. Costi. Nicky. B. Stott. Yep. Bomber. Yep. JT. Yep. Eight's empty. Rojas and B. Marsh. Yep. Eight has to be Hoskins. Eight has to be Hoskins. Now think about those three groupings, right? Say they go down in order. It starts with B Marsh, then Hoskins. No, 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 what? no. It start. Who would be seven? Sorry, excuse me. B Marsh would be eight or nine. JT seven. It would be JT. JT. <laughs> no. <laughs> Reese, excuse me, Reese. And B Marsh. And, as as the and bottom B-Marsh, end of the as order. the bottom end of the order. That is the greatest. Seven, eight, nine. Most teams have scrubs you never heard of. Yeah, most teams one forty. Most teams accept they fall in order, but our team is like they could Built be different. They could honestly be some teams, not naming names. A's one, two, three. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Without Reese, you would DH Schwarber. And you would throw Marsh and Rojas, and that's where your Pache theory, or no, that's where your Weston Wilson comes in. Both. That's where both comes in, actually. You could rotate those four guys however you would like. Now, while we're pulling this whole Reese Hoskins thing together, it's because he's running. He's running. He looks ahead of schedule, obviously, not to throw. Yes. He's not going to, I don't think he's going to play in the field this year. It wasn't an arm injury, but I just no. can't see him playing the field because the lateral movement. Um, but it's a bat, on the other hand. What really draws my eye is when the Cubs won the series. Kyle Schwarber had the same injury. Yep. He was out all year, came back, and was lights out in the series. So all like, he did was... Austin's going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I really genuinely think that by then, I feel like, obviously, he's not going to play in the wild card. I won't, He won't even play in that next round. Maybe the divisional to get to the series. Maybe, potentially, can't see it, but series comes... If he's available, you ca- you have to use him. It has to be at least a thought. He oh, needs yeah. to be on the active roster as a thought. Yeah, absolutely. Granted, he, who knows when the last time he faced pitches. Doesn't matter. I think it's right. It's like riding a bike. He'll get up there for two or three pitches. He might get on. He might strike out. But once he's in there, once he's riding that bike, 
He's putting it the yard. He's gonna be bat spiking again oh, before we know. Absolutely. In the series. That's why he can't wait for the last series. He would have to join in. Rust, shake off the rust. That's why he's batting eight. And it would be perfect for them. Our lineup, we want Stott one. Stott one has been flawless ever since they did it. They were they were in a slump back then, but that wasn't Stott's fault. He was getting on base constantly and consistently. So Stott one, our lineup. Schwarber two. Just because you can't move Schwarber down. You can't move Schwarber down. Uh, he does get a lot of Ks, but again. But you how you you need him down on that you can't, list. Yeah. Turner three. Yeah. Harper four. Yeah. Nikki sticks at five. Essentially, we're just moving everyone down. Everyone, yeah, everyone up. Down. Uh, yeah, same We're moving Stott up to the top and everyone's shifting everyone down. down. Yeah, basically. Essentially is how we would do it. That's also without Reese. Without Reese, of course. Which is the probability. Like, there's probably a good 60% chance. Oh. That was actually really high. 70% chance without, we don't have Reese. 30, 30% we do. That seems more fair. Cody Clemens played 30 more games than Bryce Harper in the field this year. Good lord. That's what I'm sitting over that here is smiling, a at, giggling at. I was going to say, you are giggling hard. Also, do you want to hear something, how we were just talking catchers? Are you- JT's played 107. Oh, wait. We would not play because he pitch hit. Yeah. Pitch hit. JT started 104. Garrett Stubbs has started 24. That is a big difference. Big gap. Garrett Stubb is still underappreciated. <laughs> that is Not a catcher talk. Big gap. That's even worse than I thought. I don't know. So do we have any anything else? How do we think? How are we feeling this year based off of last year's high of making it? What is? What do we think this team's gonna do? Like either Reese Hoskins or Nikki Sticks said. All they have to do is win two more games than last, than last year. That's all they got to do. Whatever their record is now in October, they just need to win two more games in the postseason. And we're going we're going to the parade. What was that thing about the parade? Oh, we're going to be copying the Philly special because we're going to oh, be having right. a parade after winning a championship. Exactly. That's how we're tying us to football. Exactly. By calling it the Philly special. Ugh. So. <laughs> uh. Yes. that That's really it. All they need to win is two more games. So I'm excited for the ride. Red October is going to be a thrill and a half. I know. I remember last year it was the wildest couple weeks of my life. Just absolutely sitting there <laughs> running from class. Game starting five minutes. Running back and just sitting there watching. And then last out, we're clapping, rally capping. Oh. Last they, out, one of the games you started first inning. Okay, we don't need to talk about that game. <laughs> but then instantly, as soon as they close, get the win. We start playing, dancing on my own, and then downstairs, because they're doing the same thing. Yep. It was just, what a time to be alive. It, one of the best times. I'm definitely excited for this year. Last talking point, do they run back the song? I think the most important question, do we run back the song? <sighs> It's just like how the Eagles didn't run back uh, Meek Mills. It's a different team. It's a different team. We are no longer underdogs. We are not leading this division because we're in the Braves division. That's why we're in a wild card. But we're four. We're not six. We're no, four. we're four. As of right now. Yeah, who knows what could happen. I was going to say, the Braves, could you imagine the Braves take a drastic turn? And we're division leaders. We win the division. That would be insane. But as of August 26th, we're fourth. <laughs> we're fourth, and hey, I'm happy with it. I literally could not be more fine because we were sixth last year, and I was like, yo, you got a, you got a, you got a position, you got a chance. And we took it. We rode it. We even took two from the Astros. They could have swept us. Could have been done in four. But they didn't. We set earthquakes. We made them go to overtime. Extra innings. Same thing. Any songs you think that come to mind that could be potential? So, so we don't want to go elaborate too long. We're at 50 minutes of the 60 max we can in this one section. So, It would have to be something catchy. 
with a catchy chorus, an easy chorus. I don't know. I really don't know off the top of my head. So you had one, right? Or no? <sighs> the thing is, I had one. I don't remember what it was. It has to be very easy for everyone to sing. Whoever it is better be ready for it to absolutely explode. Oh, absolutely. Like Callum Scott did. Yeah. The issue is, right... The Dancing on My Own will always be 2022. And that's why I think you can't run it back. At the beginning of the season, I was like, yeah, run it back. But, like, you can't do it. No. You can't do it. Just to respect that team. Even though they're almost the same team, you can't You can't do it again. I think it's a good place to leave it. We bats love, are hot. Bats are hot. Pitches are hot. Red October, different ball game. Seasons, we're 0-0. Yep. We got 13. Last year they had 13. I guess we have 11 games because we don't have the two extra. So we have 11 games. We need yep. to win 11 games. We need to go the whole way. Starting from this episode, we have 11 more wins. And we might be at a parade. Your math might be wrong. Uh, it doesn't even matter if your math is We're wrong. We're excited. We're here for it. So that wraps up the Philly section. Make sure to stay tuned for the section. What was going to say about football? That is about the football. <laughs> the why you football. actually listen to this yeah. podcast. So God, we'll I'm, be right back with that. 